Here in Stonington, Connecticut at the Beard Brewing Company, owner Aaron is brewing up beers for the local community. Come and check out what they have to offer inside this old velvet mill here on Brew Files. My name is Aaron Simoncini. I am the owner, brewer, jack of all trades here at the Beard Brewing Company. I started as a home brewer like pretty much everyone does, just brewing every weekend, trying to learn as much as possible about the craft. I had the bug, I wanted to learn more about it, I wanted to do more with it, and so I started developing my own recipes, and from there, I came up with a few hits and started brewing those over and over, and I kind of honed my skills by brewing the same batch of beer over and over so that I could learn more about what did what. Was my pH right? Is my mash temp right? How do I kind of tune this into where I want it to be as a final product? I started helping out over at Cottrell and learning how to do it on a commercial basis so that it was repeatable uh, even further on large equipment. And from there, wrote the business plan and here we are. friends started sort of calling me the Beard Brewing Company. It came about because I had a beard when I was brewing as a home brewer, because I was running somewhat of a, a semi-legit operation on weekends. We ended up going on the logo search and solicited a professional design firm to do everything we needed to do for the business plan, and basically a wall of designs that didn't really fit the theme or had been done before. And one of my friends, Keith Vandal specifically, uh, who now fills growlers here on the weekends, actually asked a few of his friends who he knew were fairly artistic to come up with some logos uh, fitting of the name. What they came up with was the initial design for the Beard Brewing Company. From there, we had the design firm clean it up. That's stuck. People have identified with it. Being an accountant and a finance major, I said, let's put some constraints on this business plan and not hope on the best. Let's hope on the worst, and if I have to, I can pay some of my own cash out of my own paycheck from my day job to keep this thing afloat. So I started at three barrels in size. I also only started with 12 barrels worth of fermentation capacity, so that was four three-barrel tanks. Very small, it was bootstrapped, now we're up to 36 barrels worth of fermentation capacity. We potentially could make over 600 barrels worth of beer next year. When I first started, I only projected to make 100 barrels in a year, on a good year. And it went well over that in the first year, just because of the local demand. Nobody likes to eat or drink the same thing every day, and that's what I designed the Beard Brewing Company around. It's important to me to constantly be innovating unless my beers are getting fives or 100s or whatever you want to rate it out of, it's important to constantly be changing them as well. I want to be the best I can possibly be, not only for myself because it's a pride thing, but also for the consumers. Everyone comes in and drinks the beer. If they're not saying this is the best beer I've ever had, then again, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm going for. Why would you do something if you don't want to be the best at it?
I almost, I was so close to looking up my beer advocate list so that I could name every single one. I knew this question was gonna come up. So 30 beers, some of the common ones you're gonna see here more recently are gonna be Dogs and Boats Double IPA. Who doesn't love Dogs and Boats? I love both of those things, most people do. It's a double IPA, features Citra and Mosaic, two of the favorite hops commercially right now. So I throw them together and come up with something delicious. I've got Realization Double IPA aging in a Berkshire Mountain Distillers Ethereal Gin Barrel behind me right now. Very interesting project. I, uh, I haven't rebrewed Trouble, it's a Belgian triple, except for once recently, and it's also aging in a barrel behind me. I like to rebrew Midnight Oil Oatmeal Stout. I like to brew P-squared American Porter. I've got the World at Large. It's an American Pale Ale that's very Amarillo forward. We've got Hobbit Juice. That's one of the more recent favorites. It's all Nelson Sauvin, which are grown in New Zealand. Plus my other half's name is Precious, so it's my Precious, get it? It's kind of a thing going on there. Uh, so I've got a number of different beers that get rebrewed regularly. Ninety-eight percent of the beer goes out the door in growlers. So people come in, they stand at the tasting bar, try it, and if they like it, they tell us. If they don't like it, they tell us what could be different about it. And I take that to heart. I'd like to know what the people drinking my beer actually care about. As a result, we are expanding. I was able to leave my day job back in May of 2013 and do this full time. And while I don't want to know what I make on an hourly basis, that's how you have to start. <laughs> So we're expanding currently into a space that is about double the square footage. And that's gonna allow us to not only hone our skills, but also distribute a little bit further so that it makes it a little easier to get your hands on our product. We started running a Founders Club. So the first 100 people to sign up and pay the fee got into this Founders Club. We had a woman named Patricia from Pennsylvania sign up and pay $100 to get into a Founders Club for a brewery she had never tried the beer from before. I appreciate her with all of my heart for doing that because she was part of helping the door open here. It turns out she had grown up locally, comes back fairly often, but in reality, it's probably once about every six months. It was just funny because I had someone who had never met me before, who had never tried my beer before, support us for a substantial amount of money before we even opened our doors as a business. It's funny the distances people will go for good beer. One of the most important things to me is following what the beer rating websites say. Those are the people at the heart of the movement. They're the evangelists. They're the people putting the word of mouth out on the street. It's important to, I don't wanna say pander, but to pander to the consumers. <laughs> the reason I got into this is the love of making beer. When it comes down to it, I never really want to relinquish my work manufacturing responsibilities. I always want to be responsible for that. And putting a smile on someone's face when they try a beer for the first time and say that's phenomenal is the most rewarding thing in the world for me. Accounting, not so much.
Well, that's all for today at the Beard Brewing Company. This is Brew Files. If you want to find out more about the brewery, check out the info in the description. And of course, thanks for watching. Please subscribe, and I will see you guys next time. Cheers. Did you read the same Beer Advocate thread that I just did? <laughs> so, <laughs> we're looking at barrel-aged farmhouse saison IPA. I, I don't know. It's so tough because it's, it's melding people's flavor profiles.